Welcome to the Have You Ever Podcast. My name is Michael Nielsen, a fitness enthusiast, lifelong learner who is always asking questions. Each week I will dive into topics you've always wanted to know more about, but never had the courage to explore. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now let's jump into your weekly dose of Have You Ever. My guest today is real estate agent Kathy Lawler. If you ever wanted to buy your own house or wanted to learn more about real estate, this episode is for you. Kathy grew up as the fifth child in a family of 10 children. In grade seven, she began working in her dad's law firm and after university, started her first job in downtown Toronto as a litigation law clerk, which she did for 25 years. In 2009, she started working in real estate while continuing to work as a law clerk. And in 2012, she took a leap and began working in real estate full-time. Kathy is an accredited seniors agent, which means she is able to help seniors navigate the market. She also holds certifications in global luxury selling and marketing and continues to educate herself on a daily basis in this ever rapidly evolving market. In 2017, Kathy joined Coldwell Banker and now runs her own business on a referral basis. Over the last three years, her business has grown tremendously. She has received the prestigious International Diamond Society Award two of the last three years and the Ultimate Customer Service Award three of the last three years for customer satisfaction levels of 98% or greater. Highlights of today's episode include why everyone who is looking to buy a home needs an agent, what the first steps a prospective buyer should take to purchase their first home and how buyers should respond to rising housing prices and how to react to bidding wars. Here we go with Kathy Lawler. Welcome back everyone to Have You Ever. Today I am joined with real estate agent and my mother-in-law, Kathy Lawler. How are you today, Kathy? I'm good, thanks, Mike. You? I'm excellent, thank you. Good. So we are going to be talking about the steps of buying a house today. But before we jump into that, Kathy, why don't you tell me a little bit about why you got into real estate? Well, so interesting, Mike, I was had been a litigation law clerk for probably more years than I want to say, let's say 25 to keep it safe. I slopping myself downtown every day. It was terrible. And I was just my position was just about to be, um, you know, um, obsolete. They were moving on to a different avenue and I thought, oh my God, I don't want to look for another job. So the guy I was dating at the time who I ended up marrying, um, your father-in-law, Jessica's dad, um, he said to me, what do you really want to do? And I thought, you know what, I really want to do something where if I work hard, I can make an unlimited amount of money while helping people. And I thought, I'm going to become a real estate agent. So he thought that was a great idea and actually lent me uh, the money for the first course that I took. And um, the rest is history. And that was, I can't believe, 10 years ago. Wow. And what would you say you enjoy the most about being an agent? The best part for me, hands down, is when you put somebody in a new house. Uh, selling is great. I love selling, but there's always a little bit of you know melancholy when people are, are saying goodbye to their house. But when people are buying a house... It's just priceless, the different emotions and reactions they get when they find the house. And I'll just tell you a quick little story. So I was taking my sister around and I took her to 74 houses and she kept saying, oh, no, this isn't it. And I kept saying to her, you will know it when you see it. 
So on the 74th house, we walked in and before we even walked in the door, she started to cry. She goes, this is it. I'm like, I know. So that's the kind of thing I'm looking for. And I love the most about this job. What is that? 74th times the charm then? Uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of what we're talking about today is from a first time home buyer perspective. So that's great. Then you have that kind of passion for someone trying to find their first house. So why would or why should someone use a real estate agent when looking to buy a house? Well, it's so interesting, Mike, because, you know, with purple bricks and everything else out there, I actually love to come across houses that are for sale by purple bricks because they just don't get the guidance that they need. You need to have a real estate agent, both buying and selling, because you need guidance. This isn't what you do. You might do this once or twice in your lifetime, maybe even do it five times, but I do it every single day, all day, every day. I can help you with negotiation. I can tell you what to look for. I help with the inspection process. I help with the financing. It's so multifaceted that it's, it would seem strange to me that you would spend $500,000, dollars $700,000 on your own. Just spend that money and hope for the best. So I think you really need the guidance of an agent more than anything. Yeah. I mean, it could be like a sunk cost that you just don't know what you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you're doing this for yourself, you know, 10, 11 times a year, then sure, why not? But if you're not yeah. experienced in it. And, and stuff that you wouldn't even think about stuff that you wouldn't even think about. And it's too late. Once that deal is signed, you can't plead ignorance. What, what is the first step that you suggest for someone for a prospective buyer when they're preparing to buy a house? What should they do first? Okay. So are we talking first time buyers? Yeah. Let's talk about a first yeah, time. Let's buyer. talk about first time buyers for a minute. So your first time buyer, you know, you want to buy a house, make sure your credit is under control. You just don't want any surprise. You don't want to go through the whole process and find out that your credit score isn't uh, acceptable. So you want to have at least, say there's you, a couple, a husband and a wife or a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever the case may be, you want, one of you has to have at least a 685, a beacon score of at least 685 or higher. Okay. So now your credit is under control and you want to talk to a banker a mortgage broker or a bank before you even head out there. Because you may think, oh, you know what, I'm great. I can find something for 500. And the bank says, no, no, you're down at 300. So you want to have your credit and your finances in order before you go and look. So if someone doesn't have those things in place before coming to you, are you telling them to sort of full stop, get this in no, order? No, I'm saying let's go out and take a look at what you think you can afford today. And then I want you to go out because if you can't afford it, you need to know why. And if you can afford it, maybe you can afford higher. Right now, the money is almost free, right? There's variable mortgages out there for 1.3%. So that opens it up hugely for first-time buyers, but the prices are prohibitive, which shuts first-time buyers down. I, I think that's some great suggestions. So someone who is looking then um, a little bit more serious um, in terms of the down payment, one of the suggestions that people often talk about is putting 20% down. What, what is that advantage of putting 20% down on the house? Well, normally I would say, obviously put more down the better, but money is so cheap right now. Let's say you have a hundred thousand. Let's say in some world, a first time buyer has a hundred thousand dollars down. Um, which is 20% of 500,000. 
Is that right? I have my numbers right. Okay. So say they have that 100,000. Why not just put down 5%? You're carrying your money almost free. Invest that other 15% down, right? Put 25,000 down. Take the other uh, 75,000, invest it. And then when the mortgage rates start to rise, take that whole chunk that now isn't 75, it maybe is back to 100 and put it against your mortgage then. So there are benefits when interest rates are high. So let me say that again, when interest rates are high, you want to put down as much as possible. When they're lower like this, put down the minimum, put your invest your money somewhere else where it's yielding a higher profit. And then if interest rates start to climb, then put a chunk against your mortgage. Always keep the money in your pocket rather than the banks. Okay. So it really just depends on what's happening to the general market at the time. That's right. Now, having said that, you can only, uh, if your purchase price is over a million dollars, you have to put 20% down. Okay. Other than that, you're good to go. But first time buyers, rarely, I'm going to laugh and say rarely buy a million dollar home. (laughs) First time out. So besides a down payment, what other costs are associated at, at closing that a prospective buyer should be aware of? All right. So, and this is another one because if you are a first time buyer, you don't know this, but Ontario does a land transfer tax and it can be substantial. Let's say, for example, you buy a $600,000 house. Well, the land transfer on that is like $8,500 roughly. Now, as a first time buyer, if you've never bought before, you can get a rebate, but that rebate isn't unlimited. It's only up to $4,000. So if you're a first time buyer, you're at $8,500, you're going to have to, on closing, you've got to pay that land transfer. So that's $4,500. Then you also have your um, lawyer's fees, which roughly for a purchase, let's say anywhere, depending on the lawyer, between $800 and $1,500. It's a ballpark. Uh, The other thing you have to remember, you have to set up all your utilities of your new house. And because you're a first time buyer and they don't have any record of you, they're all going to want deposits. Hydro can be as high as 300. Um, Telephone, we don't usually do a landline anymore, but gas, they may want to deposit as well. So you've got to have a nice tidy sum of, I always say, seven to $8,000 extra than what you thought you would need for closing. And your lawyer, a good lawyer will tell you all of these things, but just as you're figuring, don't buy a place that leaves you so tight that you aren't able to do the final touches, the finishing touches, because that'll upset you as you're getting close to closing. Right, so if someone's buying that house for 300,000 and all of a sudden their bank account is zero, yeah, they're at a point where you, you wanna have something left over to help you with those closing costs. Well, and we always say also as a general rule of thumb, if you can have three months mortgage payments in the bank on closing, because then you can breathe, right? You'll add to that, you'll do your thing. But if you have three months, if you've got all your land transfer tax, your lawyer fees, your utility fees, and three months mortgage payments in the bank, then you can breathe. For someone who is going through a house for the first time, what are some important areas that the prospective buyer yourself as the real estate agent want to look at? So you're B, you're, you have three big things when you're looking through a house. You want to look at the furnace, the age of the furnace. You want to look at the windows and you want to look at the shingles on the roof because those are big expenses. Little things like, oh, I need new carpet or it needs to be painted. You could, you could live with that. You cannot live if your furnace breaks down. Um, your windows are a huge expense if they've got to be replaced. And your shingles, I mean, that's anywhere from, well, depending on the size of the house, could be four to $10,000, whatever. But those are your big three that you want to check out every single house you go into. 
And so if there was any kind of issues, let's just make the furnace as an example. If there is a problem with that furnace, as the seller of the home, do they have to divulge any issues with the house? Okay, so the rule of thumb is when you turn over ownership of a house, every single thing has to be in good uh, and working order. So if the fridge, so, so they've sold their house, but it doesn't close for three months. If that fridge breaks in that three months time, they have to replace it. They have to give you a fully operating, same as your furnace, any, anything like that, any chattel like that, you, it has to be in good working order. What are your suggestions on a home inspection? Um, is, is always, this something? always, 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 let me say it again, um, always suggest, uh, it actually, I almost insist, particularly with first-time buyers, because let's say um, there's stuff up in the attic. Let's say there's been, uh, there's moisture behind the walls. All of these things can be found out. Let's say the water pressure is terrible. Let's say the appliances aren't working properly. Um, let's say the furnace is on its last legs. All of these things, an inspection will cost you anywhere, again, depending on the size of the house and the location, let's say a low of 400 to a high of 800, but it is worth every single penny. And, and in fact, I, I make my clients sign off if they decide not to do an inspection. I make them sign off on it because it's against everything that I go against. In this market, it's extraordinarily difficult um, to put a condition in an offer but that is the one that unless you've got um, someone in your pocket who can fix every potential problem that could be hiding, then you have to have an inspection. Now, across Canada, I would say, uh, not just Ontario that we live in, the housing market is extremely competitive. Mm -hmm. And these first time home buyers might have a huge problem purchasing their first home. What's been your experience with your clients trying to buy a house in this market? Well, sadly, we're right in the heart of York region and the prices have just gone crazy. A lot of Simcoe County as well. So normally it would go, if you can't afford Toronto, you go up north to York region. If you can't afford York region, you go up north to Simcoe County. And sadly, I would say at this point, I probably have eight clients that have been priced out of the market right now. The first time buyers, and there's nothing they can do. They've been approved for 500,000, which is a good chunk of money. You would think that you could get something for 500,000. And in our area, there is nothing. You can't get a, a townhouse, a condo, nothing. So what I say to my people is, I know it's hard to take. Stay where you are, get some more money together because the more money you have down, of course, the less your mortgage and maybe you can afford a little bit more. And plus, you don't wanna be buying at these crazy prices if you're a first time buyer. The, the upside of that is if you are a first-time buyer and you want to stay in that house indefinitely, then try to get some more money, whether it's a gift from your parents or, or whatever it may be. And if you can get in to a place where you say, I'm not going to move for the next 10 years because that's how long it's going to take to get my equity back. What's the biggest overbid that you've personally been part of? Oh <laughs> I was, I've been in some crazy ones. And in fact, I know it sounds counterintuitive, but I don't let my clients go in a lot of bidding wars. It, it, it makes no sense. A lot of, I just want to go off track for a minute, Mike. Okay, so what a lot of first time or even other buyers don't understand is if you buy a house that's listed for $500,000 and you go in a bidding war and it goes for $750,000, 
the bank has to appraise the house at 750,000. If they don't, then you are responsible for that extra. So let's say your budget is 500. You've already gone over budget to 750. If you do not, if the, if the property does not appraise for 750, let's say it appraises for 650, you need that extra 100,000 because the bank won't give you a mortgage for it. Hmm. So, so it's, you, you yeah, better or, have or let's, say, let's say your budget was 700 and you went for 750 and it, had on, and it only appraised for 700. You are responsible for that extra $50,000 out of your pocket. People so don't you, understand that. That's so why better. bidding wars are so crazy. So I, getting back to your original, I generally try and keep a um, level head when it comes to bidding wars and first-time buyers because of that appraisal potential. And, and most people just can't afford it. Unfortunately, the, the world that we're living in right now, uh, people are just getting overbid all the time. All the time. So my craziest ever, getting back to that, Mike, I digress. This was a house. So it was a two-bedroom, three-bathroom home in Oshawa. It was a be beautiful size bungalow, but original everything. I'm talking rose-colored bathtub and sinks. I'm talking wood paneling everywhere. Um, it should have been listed at about 600,000. It was listed at 700,000 and it went for $951,000. Wow. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. And, and my client kept saying she wanted to go and write it list. And she said, do you think I'm going to get it? And I said, no, you're not going to get it for list. No doubt about that. There ended up being 38 offers. 951 firm, so no inspection and no financing clause. So I'm like, we're out, 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 out. We were out at 700,000. Just another fun question here. What's the craziest thing that you've seen while going through a home with a client? Oh my God. Okay, crazy slash embarrassing. So I go into this little home and we walk in and I kid you not, floor to ceiling, wall to wall, Playboy pinups. There was no space anywhere for anything, not a mirror, not a picture, nothing. Just the entire house was like that. And this was, I was with a client. It was the first time I had met him and I'm taking him into this home. So yeah, a little bit embarrassing, a little bit crazy. <laughs> uh, Kathy, what's one thing you want our listeners to get out of today's conversation? I really hope that people will understand the... Um, importance of using a professional real estate agent. If you maybe you've had a bad experience in the past, because sadly, there are some very unprofessional agents, let's say that, but so get a new one, but get someone who will listen to what you want. Because if you make a mistake with this purchase, it could follow you around for at least the next seven years. At least you could have to declare bankruptcy and you have to start all over again. You need, everybody needs the guidance of an agent, whether buying or selling. That's excellent advice. Thank you. And so I always ask this question to all of my guests. What is something you want to learn more about? And again, this does not have to be real estate related. I want to learn how to play the piano. That's on my bucket list. I, I actually went out, I was at a client's home and they were moving and I said, what are you doing with your piano? They said, it's yours. So uh, I've, bought, I've got the piano here now and I'm taking lessons. So that's what I wanna do. I wanna be able to play piano for my grandkids. Um, and so how can people connect with you if they had more if they wanted more information? Yeah, so I have a website, of course, Kathy Lawler at Coldwell Banker. 
I have a Facebook page. I have Instagram. Just give me a call anytime. We can chat about whatever. Absolutely no obligation. I just love to chat. And I could chat about real estate 24-7. So no question is too big or too small. Excellent. Thank you. So thank you uh, so much, Kathy, for your time today and chatting. I really hope that uh, everyone listening in will learn more about real estate. And I hope uh, you've enjoyed this conversation. Have a great day. Thanks so much, Mike. Good times. Have a great day, Kathy. You too. Thanks for tuning into the Have You Ever podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you like what you heard, please share it with a friend. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Do you have a topic you would like me to explore? I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at haveyouever.podcast. Have a great day and stay curious.